When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. <laughs> it's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that doesn't think its content is worth $5 a month on Patreon. I'm your host, Carl. With me was supposed to be Kevin this week. Pitching in at the last second is Jen from the Jingles Department. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, and thanks a lot, Kevin. Yes, Jen is uh, (laughs) stepping in at the last second. Kevin was booked. He had a conflict come up so let me just play for you uh, what we're missing this week just weird references that don't really go anywhere so he will be <laughs> sorely missed and instead we're stuck with jen from the jingles department i'd like to remind our listeners you can visit us at whoarethese.com call the show leave us a voicemail 585-612-1388 email the show show at gmail.com always looking for podcast suggestions also we encourage our listeners to give us a positive five-star review on iTunes, but then shit all over us in the comments section. We have another good one that came in that I'll be getting to later on in the show. Oh, I can't wait. Today we'll be reviewing a podcast called My Wife Hates Me. This was a suggestion that came in from Nicole from the band Gift Shop in New York City. Jen and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. My Wife Hates Me starring... Stand-up comedians Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane. Yeah. Who I used to hear all the time on Opie and Anthony. I would listen to them. Yes, regular show contributors. In fact, this podcast, which is on the Riotcast network, Mm -hmm. most most well-known for home of the Chip Chippison podcast. Love it. I believe that's the only thing that puts them on the map. Used to be, this show used to be on Sirius XM on Opie's channel. Oh. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. I so, stood with Ant. Once they fired him, I got rid of my Sirius. These guys used to be on Sirius XM, and they probably had a couple dozen listeners who were flipping through the channels or getting in their car, and that was on. Now they have none, so that's got to be depressing. <laughs> but there's a real good reason why they don't have listeners, and I want to play the clip that sums up the show for me. That is this one here. Bonnie McFarlane is Rich Voss's wife. It's the show we listen to. It's just the two of them having a conversation. It's so boring that she even lets out a big old yawn. Before I started collecting. You bought your daughter's fake Louis Vuitton. What kind of podcast (laughs) is this that one of the hosts is yawning in the middle of it? Well, yeah. There was zero editing in this, obviously. No, they, they talk about the fact that they don't even know how to edit. I know. It's crazy. It and I have crazy. lots of examples of things that potentially could have been edited out. Yeah. Jen, do you have a clip that you want to play? Well, mine is, yeah, one. Wake up. This is Twitter. You're under a Twitter arrest. Fake followers. Hmm. I played serious golf today. I heard they separated the fake followers from their families. I knew that was going to be a bad joke. That's why I said so quietly. Shot an 86 today. On the back, on the back, I shot 43 with a triple and two doubles. I clipped this because mm-hmm. it sums it up for me. Yeah. Belch. Yep. Mouth sounds. Yep. They're not even having the same conversation. Well, plus, <laughs> they're both bombing with their jokes. Rich is talking about how Twitter got rid of a bunch of fake followers. Right. And he's like, there was a Twitter raid. They invaded people's houses. Uh. And then Bonnie tries to make a joke about separating children from their parents that goes miserably. Right. And then Rich is right back onto his golf score. Yeah. This show, I felt like I had ADD just listening to it. Yeah. They bounced around. I wasn't following some of it. Well, most of it. 
I like Bonnie McFarlane. I yeah. do. I've never been a huge Rich Voss fan. I don't know if it's just my type of humor. I looked him up on a wiki, and it did say, described his humor as cringe comedy, which I would agree with. Cringe comedy sounds about right. He is a good stand-up comedian. I've seen Rich Voss live. He's a good stand-up. He does a nice job. Bonnie, I believe, is a funny person and a good stand-up. The thing about this show that's actually a little bit offensive for us at WATP is that they're totally unprepared to do a podcast. Right. They show up together, the married couple, and they just start going through random conversations that a married couple would have that couldn't possibly be interesting to anyone. I have a whole series of clips that I want to play that I call Not a Podcast. (laughs) This is... The definition of not a podcast, this is Rich Voss talking about how he was down at the Comedy Cellar and they were filming that uh, TV show. Uh, What's that show on HBO that uh, your buddy does there? Oh, Crashing. Crashing. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. So Voss is talking about how he went to the Comedy Cellar and they're filming Crashing there when he was there. And he runs into someone that both him and his wife know. So he has to talk about that. So I went around and talked to Vanessa, what's her name, Ramos? She was there. Vanessa, our friend from California, she's sure. writing for, uh, so I went and said hi to her. Said maybe next week we'll have dinner, she, or me, you, and her, all of us. I ran into this person, and we should. I, I told her we'd probably get dinner with her sometime. Okay, that's a conversation you could have had long before you hit record. Yeah. And potentially maybe take it out after you hit record. Here's another example, and this actually, I think, overlaps with your clip, but Voss just talking about his golf scores, if anyone could possibly care. Shot an 86 today. On the back, on the back, I shot 43 with a triple and two doubles. I mean, the way this guy talks is so obnoxious. Does he have a legitimate, like, speech impediment? Is that... I guess. He, he was a crackhead, which is well-known and well-documented. He talks about it a lot. So maybe years of drug use turned him into a blubbering idiot. Because that was really distracting. It's very distracting to listen to this guy talk. And I know I've been told about my Rochester accent. I know. I know that I'm also annoying. I'm not going to sit here <laughs> every time I'm a professional broadcaster. Compared to Voss, though, I'm fucking Casey Kasem. I'm not going to argue that point. Here is another example of nonsense for a podcast now this is bonnie so you got rich talking about his golf score and bonnie going people don't care about that but then she starts talking about a crossfit regiment today we have to do 20 25 um burpees 20 pull-ups 100 wall balls 20 pull-ups 25 burpees like that who who could possibly give a shit and then Bonnie decides to make a sight gag. She makes fun of what Rich is wearing, uh, which yeah. is always good for a podcast. Again, this is just not, this is not a podcast. This is not a show. You know, I'm, I, I'm what just, is that? what is what? Where, what? You're looking at my leg and you go, what's that? What are you talking about? <laughs> Sports socks and loafers. Oh, I just want them around the house. You like that? <laughs> but I get that I can, like, huh? make you lose your mind. I thought it was a tick. You want to take a nice picture for Instagram? No. Yeah. It's a married couple hanging out in their house recording a show. Right. But they're both stand-up comedians. So, okay, well, that could be a podcast. But there's nothing funny going on. There isn't anything funny going on, but she seems... She knows that, though, if you play six. Well, before you do that, let me hit this ISO that I can't wait to put on the board permanently. All of it's bad. None of it's good. Oh, well, if you're going to do that, do two, because I clipped, I clipped one for your soundboard, too. Okay, great. I honestly feel like we should put this podcast in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. That's one that we could keep on for a while. <laughs> All right, getting back to your track six. Here we go. Well, why'd you bring it up? It's like not an exciting story. Sorry. I'm fucking break your hands. Why you keep doing it? And then your rings make noise. Because it's just everything you do. (laughs) What? I literally, like, I can't take it. (laughs) You need a vacation, huh? I do. I got to get it. I got to stop doing this podcast. It literally fills me with shame. It (laughs) fills me with shame. Yeah, I want to talk about that whole thing that they do. (laughs) There's this constant tearing down of the fourth wall. Yeah. Where they talk about how 
we're doing this podcast and this podcast isn't going well and it's a little bit self-deprecating, but it's all about talking about the show that they're doing. Right. Which, you know, like the American version of the show, The Office. Yes. They're constantly winking at the camera. That's the punchline to every joke is like, look at this face I'm making at the camera. Can you believe my life? That's what this show is. Every punchline is, man, my husband, he's going off about golf again. This show sucks. Yeah. You could do a little bit of that. But, but it gets sh- old. But that's always been their shtick. That's what they did on ONA like 10 years ago, too. Is it? Yeah, they always... Well, everybody would pile on to Rich anyway. He's just kind of that no, pilot Piling on for being an idiot is one thing. But she would come on the show as well. And right. I remember her piling on, too, then. But they weren't taught... The other Doug does this on Who's Right, too, and it drives me nuts. It's a show about their show all the time. It's like... Man, we're, we're trying to do this podcast here. We can't get out of our own way. You know, here's this podcast. We talked about doing this bit. This bit isn't going well. It's like, just do a fucking show and stop announcing that you're doing a show every two seconds. I have a compilation of this fourth wall slash constant talking about what they're doing, self-deprecating humor shit that's just... You know, sprinkled in is great, but that's all the show is. Isn't this exciting? Oh, wait, hold on, folks. We're going to get to some serious stuff. I honestly feel like we should put this podcast in the garbage. I'm Uh, saying if you were left to your own devices to do this podcast on your own, it would be the worst thing on the planet. That's my my problem. Can you just shut up? Honestly. (laughs) Honestly. Say something interesting. What is something interesting? I mean, I don't know how to do this podcast. Well, I sit here and I listen to you and I think, God, this is awful. This is... I, I got to stop doing this podcast. It literally fills me with shame. It fills me with shame. That was my point. And it's it's obviously some clips that you have. And maybe I've already stopped at some other clips that you pulled. But that's what they talk about is the fact that they don't have anything to talk about. That's not a show. Well, right. And then... If you play five. So we're at 35 minutes. If we can just get this to 40 minutes, I'll bail on it. We're at 35, almost 36 minutes. We got four Let's more go minutes. Let's look at that house you showed me. No, I'm too tired. Well, well, why? You're so excited about those other shitholes. This one's nice. Too, I, I was... It, just go look at it. No, you can't look from the outside. Oh, it's a big deal. If you don't go inside... What's the sense? Maybe I'll look it up and I'll set up an appointment for uh, Monday. Okay. To go look at it. I'm sorry that was long. Well, I think I, I think I zoned out. I remember that conversation. But the reason I, I clipped that, two reasons. One, the conversation is another example of them talking about they're going to go look at a house. Who fucking cares? Right. But it is a podcast. You don't have to do 40 minutes. Cut it at 35 minutes if you have 35 minutes. Which They, they, they could have cut it at 11. They could have cut it at zero. Yes. And there's a reason why they do this. And I find it to be... Well, you had another thing. Go ahead. No, that was it. Those are my two. <laughs> Those are your two things? Yeah. The conversation and the, the time. The time with podcasts. I don't get... I don't understand it. either. They feel obligated to fill a certain amount of time. But a lot of podcasts feel like that. Right. And we I hear do, that a lot. I don't get it. I've listened to podcasts that I really love that are like 15 minutes long. They stop when the content stops. Some of the best podcasts are daily 10-minute, 15-minute shows that know what they want to say, get to the fucking point, and move on. Right. Filling time is an old radio thing. I know. <laughs> when you had to fill 6 to 11 every AM fucking drive time... You had to fill time. But these shows now, this other thing too, where it's a network and it's the Riotcast network, as if that means anything. Right. Of course it does not. They're just on a website somewhere, but that's not where people get podcasts from anyway. But this really explains why they're doing a show. They're totally unprepared to do it. They have nothing to talk about. But this is why. But you're the one who always wants to do them. It's not that I want to do it. I know it has to be done. If we're going to say, hey, we're putting out a podcast every week, then we got to put out a podcast every week. It needs to be done. We're saying we're putting out a podcast, so here we go. We're just going to set up a microphone and have our normal fucking dinner conversation for everyone to hear. Why? There's no fucking rules made. You're, You're creating your own problems when you do that. And she even admits earlier in the show that they have nothing to talk about. I can't. I don't know. Like, there's nothing to talk about. That was not far into the show. 
where Bonnie says there's nothing to talk about, which is not surprising. It's just the two of them, a married couple, been married for years, trying to do a show that has no type of format to it. Right. There's no format at all. There's nothing that they're going to zoom in on and be like, all right, we're going to talk about the Netflix special we watched last night. Anything would have been more interesting than I played golf, I do CrossFit. The only thing that they tried to do was go back to this show they did a couple of weeks ago, Skankfest. Right. Which was a stand-up show. And Rich wants to talk about that. There were a bunch of great comedians on Skankfest, so he should have all these great stories. Dan Soder is a stand-up comedian also really well known in the ONA world. Very funny guy. Yep. This should be an interesting story, but it's not because Rich Voss is not good at telling a story. He's also not a good talker in general. But listen to how boring this story becomes. This is talking about at Skankfest, Dan Soder doing stand up. Oh, I didn't tell you this. So I'm hosting, Dan Soder goes first. Right? So, you know, we're behind that curtain and, you know, behind the stage. And Bobby, we're looking through, and there's a girl in the front row sleeping, right, during Dan Soder's set. And Dan is having a great set. He's funny. He doesn't fail. So he says goodnight. I walk. Like, he gets off like he just killed. I said, Dan, you know, I hate to break the news to you. The girl in the front row was sleeping. And Bobby came out with the video. It was so fucking funny. Uh, and then we all went back and forth. Dan's funny. He knows how to go, you know, obviously go back and forth. So that clip went nowhere. It The punchline should have been there was someone sleeping in the front row. Right. But instead, he doesn't know how to build that up to the crescendo. So instead, he gets past that and then he goes, and then we're going back and forth. You know, and he's funny. We can go back and forth. Didn't explain what any of those jokes were, how they were busting each other's balls. Just back and forth. And then Bonnie comes in to save the day because she knows that he's losing steam and this is going nowhere. We had uh, some good... Uh don't ask him to go side to side. We have some good, uh, what is it, Re- repertoire repertoire between each other? Would that sure, be the word? some witty repertoire. We had some repertoire between each other? No, that's not the word. That's not how that word works. That's not how that word works at all. This guy's a fucking idiot. I was so surprised at how little actual content there was in this podcast because right. they are both stand-ups. And yeah. historically, when I hear stand-ups on broadcast radio or podcast they have a ton of shit to talk about and they're only doing it once a week right but they always have a lot to say you i feel think. like that's part of their job is they speak and tell stories and right. jokes well plus they're traveling all the time meeting people right. going to different cities you have tons of stories when you get back from a vacation you have a few interesting stories to tell these people are traveling all over the place and they sit there and they the way they start off the show is talking about the fucking dryer that they had to get fixed. A uh, piece of, you know that piece in our dryer that broke the filter? Yeah. The lint filter, I ordered one. 50 bucks for a lint filter. Oh my God. 50 bucks. They get you. They get you when you want a lint filter. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? That's Rich Voss, professional stand-up comedian. They get you. Okay. <laughs> That's where you were going with that? That was the first thing you brought up on your show, a $50 wind filter, and you had nothing? You had no payoff for that at all? Well, the other thing that kind of flummoxed me was she's not even on mic. She's walking into the room. Right. You don't have to start at a time either. Nope. There's you no start time. Wait till she sits down wait for everybody to next sit to the down. mic. I'm not that interested in their lives. This podcast wasn't for me, obviously. It's not for anyone. It wasn't, it wasn't for... I'm not the audience for this podcast because I don't give a shit. John, no one's listening to this podcast. Nobody's listening to this. Somebody must be. And not on purpose. They've been doing it for six years. They used to be on Sirius XM. Now they're on Riotcast. It's not going well. Rich Voss, besides being a bad storyteller... He also makes these really loud mouth noises. Mm, yes, he does. And I know I've been keying in on this lately with the lip smacking. And I'm not going to do a lip smacking comp or anything this week. Thank you. But listen to how loud this lip smack is. It's unbelievable. So then I left there and I had a spot at uh, Village <laughs> Underground. What the fuck was that? <laughs> you have to gear up for that lip smack that fucking loud. That was... He's like, get a running start for it. The other thing that this guy does is he loves drinking his beverage. 
He's on a podcast chugging down whatever beverage he's drinking and then slamming it down, back down on the table. Well, one day you say that, the next day you say it's easier for... I didn't say for writing. You know, and people change their oh. minds. Jesus Christ. I actually know exactly how much liquid he just drank just by <laughs> listening to that. I was picking up on that, too. All the swallowing, the swallowing sounds. There's so much swallowing. This is a later clip later in the show. Again, all you can hear is him drinking. Ugh, that's so disgusting. It's disgusting. It's so <laughs> easily. You can just edit that out. It's so easy. I don't understand. Okay, so getting back to the Skankfest thing. They talk about, you know, there's all these comedians that are up there and Bonnie's one of the comedians and she has to follow Robert Kelly, who they refer to as Bobby, right? Right. And I hate this thing with stand-ups that every set slaughters people. Oh my God, it was fucking killing people. So again, here's... Their description of Robert Kelly stand-up. So I was also on that show, if you recall. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You killed, Bob, like, Bobby slaughters. slaughters. Why was I, why did I have to Bonnie, go after Bobby? But Bonnie went on and had no problem following him. And Bobby killed. All right, so according to Rich Voss, Bobby slaughtered the audience. He killed. I've seen Robert Kelly stand-up live. He's a funny guy. He does a nice job. I would never describe it one of his sets as slaughtering the audience. Maybe we just weren't at the right one. Well, Jen, I did even more research to make sure that I was right about this. And I called this clip, Robert Kelly is fat jokes. Bob Kelly, all he does is fat jokes. Like, look at me. I'm overweight. And then that's the next 25 minutes. And here's a, here's a quick clip of that. This, the winter's awful. Oh, you ever see fat guys in the winter? We look hot and cold at the same time. <laughs> you all right, dude? I think I'm going to die, man. I'm so hot, but yet I'm cold. I'm sweating, but I'm freezing. I need ham. Just get me ham. Oh, my God. So that's an example, you know, Dave Chappelle, you might say, came in and slaughtered an audience. If this guy lost some weight, he'd be down to three minutes of material. All of his jokes are about, I'm fat, so sex is awkward, and I fart a lot, and I sweat. It's like, okay, <laughs> they're good jokes, but come on, let's, let's not overstate it here. Well, according to Rich Voss... He slaughtered. He slaughtered. But Bonnie, but Bonnie was able to follow that because Bonnie's so funny. And here's an example of a Bonnie joke. And this is, again, talking about Twitter deleting everyone's fake followers. Because the only reason I have followers, real followers. Wait till, well, wait till Twitter comes and takes all your fake shoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Good one, Bonnie. Uh. Good one. The funny thing is, is that these are two people with reputations as stand-up comedians. And, you know, Bonnie says jokingly, I don't even want to put this podcast out. It's not good. But they do, obviously. And my question is... What's wrong with them? Who does that? Puts that out there in the world. It's going to be out there forever. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. The irony. Exactly. Why would you do that? Because... All of it's bad. None of it's good. That's exactly right. <laughs> In their own words, let's talk more about Bonnie's jokes. This is, uh, she goes off on this question from her husband. But maybe you could subdivide. Do you know what subdivide means? Yeah. What? It means you take one ball and you fucking twist it that way and you take your other ball and you twist it the other way. <laughs> subdivide your ball sack. Home run, call me a home run. <laughs> <laughs> You're not charismatic. Oof. <sighs> uh, who's listening to this show? I listened to it twice. There's no me too. There's no entertainment element going on here. Wait, <laughs> I think I have a drop for that. There've been no laughs. What do you mean? <laughs> None. It's just nothing going on. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought there'd be at least something about it that I would like, but I really didn't like it. Any other clips that you have that you want to play? If you want to play three. What if her mom finds it and is like, what is that? Talk up, please. 
What? Because your you're lines, the engineer. Turn it up. Your lines there. Now your lines are perfect. God, you act like you. Oh, so I just have to do this the entire time? No, that's this is too not loud. bad. No, this is completely normal and natural. Why to talk not, like this? Why are you such a crazy person? What? Because anytime anybody starts doing anything even remotely interesting, you're like, talk up, please. What it's the, like it's so annoying. You've been doing this. We've been doing this fucking stupid podcast for six years, and and you cannot s- figure out how to turn up someone's mic. That's what a fucking a, board op does. There's no way to you don't turn up the mic or turn them down. Oh, you don't. What are all those knobs for then? Oh, you're right. <laughs> I think she's crazy because she's married to Rich Voss. First of all, well, that's the that's the gag. Yeah, but. The mouth sounds, the, they talked about that a lot in this podcast too, about how he doesn't know how to edit the podcast. Right. And there's a lot of podcasts that don't do a lot of editing. And, <laughs> I've noticed. And yep. those are ones that I typically steer clear of. I've noticed that. But then they get to the end of the podcast. Oh, do you have that? I do. I have track seven. Okay. Bonnie, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'll see you next week. Okay. Goodbye. No, you know what ruthless would be would be instead of me saying Jeff Ross is a fraud, I would call Jeff Ross and say you're the greatest. You have that going on for another twenty four seconds, but I think I, that was the point. That you was the to point. Make. The point was they ended it. Yes, they had done all their plugs and all their stuff. Ended it. Then all of a sudden, this phone call with Bobby Kelly. Yeah, which sounded like garbage, by the way. Yeah, just. In the middle comes on. I was so confused. And then they ended the podcast a second time. It sounded to me like they cut to an older episode. Everyone used to have VHS tapes or cassette tapes and you'd record a TV show over a movie. Right. And the TV show would end and then the movie would start up. That's what I think happened. No, what I think happened is they're still sitting there and Bob Kelly calls them. No. You know why? Because Rich, at the end of that show, starts plugging dates that happened in the past. This show came out on June 18th. All of a sudden, it cuts to them talking to Bob Kelly in the middle of a conversation. It gets to the end of that, and he goes, Skankfest is coming up. Don't forget, don't check me out there. I also have this date, this date. All this shit that already happened. This is an old episode. They were recording over an old episode. They recorded a shorter episode this time. And then it was this old episode came in, and they uploaded the whole fucking thing. Yeah, but you record over old episodes. No! This is worse than stuttering John shit. These guys are terrible at what they do. I, that's the only thing that I can... That's the only way to explain it. This was not new material. This had to be from an old podcast. That's bizarre, though. It's crazy. Like I said, it's it's like when you used to have the fucking Maxell cassette. Was that what it was? Maxell? I don't remember. <laughs> so long ago. I can picture it. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. When you said the cassette tape and you just like, I'm out of blank cassettes, you start recording over old things and then like your song ends and it cuts into another song. That's what that was. But I, oh, well, that's even more frustrating. Isn't that frustrating? It'd be one thing if they, oh, Bob's calling. Let's turn on the recorder again. That would be one thing. But that's not what that was at all. There's a lot of room on a computer or whatever they're using. (laughs) Which, you think? But that's why I don't understand why they wouldn't just keep all of their stuff. Oh, do, you, do you think the computers have hard drives big enough that they don't have to record over the old show? <laughs> no shit, Sherlock! No shit! No shit, Sherlock! No fucking shit, Sherlock! All right, I deserve that. But also, were they using an iPad to record it? Because they are using GarageBand as their software. They did say GarageBand, which you can have on a Mac as well. Oh. I don't know. I'm really, obviously, not very tech savvy. <laughs> well, neither are they. In right. fact, I think you can be a consultant for them. <laughs> hey, guys, you have a big enough hard drive. Start a brand new show. Don't record over the old one. Start up a brand new track. It's fine. I don't even know. How do you not know how to edit GarageBand? But hold on a second. <laughs> fucking how, retarded. How can they even? How could they even do that? Jen. I don't know. Okay. I've never done that. I'm not a complete fucking retard. So I do not know how you do that. Hmm. But that must be what happened because there's no other explanation. If somebody has an explanation, please tell me. I'd love to know how all of a sudden at the end of their show, there was another seven minutes 
from an older podcast in the middle of a call with Robert Kelly. If you do know, call into our hotline. <laughs> Dynamite segue. <laughs> 585-612-1388. The WATP hotline. I have a clip on here that I just call Liar. This is where Bonnie was talking about the shame she has in doing her podcast that you played before. But this is just not true. But the minute we're done, it's just like, oh. Have you ever? Like, have you ever and then people it? tell me stuff that I said on it, and I'm like, ugh. No one's ever repeated to her something she said on her podcast. That would mean someone listened to it. So there's no way that's true. Could you imagine? Hey, you guys have that show, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out sometime. Cool. All right. Yeah, good, t- good seeing you. That's the conversation that goes on. Probably. More Probably. than likely. Ugh. Let's talk again about Rich Voss and how bad he is at broadcasting. And I know he's been he's done hundreds of hours of radio with ONA and all sorts of other shows, and he's way better at this. Well, he should be way better at this than I am because of his experience. <laughs> I understand that. But there's this new verbal crutch. I don't know how new it is, but you know. You know. Is this weird crutch that is just pervasive in our language now. Everybody's using it. So I just want to point out this uh, you know fest. Yeah, forget about skank fest. Here's Rich Voss's you know fest. Fucking, I toned it down a little on stage. I, you know, I don't do, you know, I, I, I go with the flow, but, you know, at some, at some point you just gotta, you know, you know, I'm, I, I'm just, oh my God, (laughs) they have nothing to say. No. There's no reason for this show to, this episode specifically, they might have better episodes in the past. They've been doing this six years. You'd think you'd get better, but whatever. Right. Maybe they ran out of material and things to talk about. But then just stop putting it out. You don't need a new show if you have nothing to talk about. And then they have the fucking nerve at the end of all of this dribble where there's just nothing going on to then ask for money. Patreon forward slash Voss and Bonnie. Uh, Yeah, sign up for Patreon, you know. We could use another 100 followers on Patreon. That would be nice. Why would anyone contribute money to this show? You guys have put zero work into it. You didn't prepare anything. You had nothing to talk about. You started the show before your wife was even there. You didn't edit it at all. You complained about how terrible it was. I had to listen to Bleed from an old episode come in at the end. Why would anyone contribute money to this? There are people who are actually putting work into their podcast. Cumbtown puts more work into their podcast than my <laughs> wife hates me. Yeah. Cumbtown! I didn't listen to any other episodes, so... I didn't either. I'm only basing it on this one episode. This one episode was not good. But it wasn't good. It's not good. All of it's bad. None of it's good. Let's talk about their theme song. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. All right. So their theme song comes in at the beginning and the end. It's a little bit weird. It's like Mr. Sandman, it sounds like. Kind of. Doom, 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 doom. It's like a 50s, early 50s pop songy kind of doo-wop thing. I mean, it was almost as long as your old <laughs> theme song. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. Jen from the Jingles Department, <laughs> who sang on our theme song. I know. It feels was that it was too long. I thought maybe by the time we got to the third bridge, I probably could have cut it down. <laughs> I know. I could have done a better job. Here is their theme song. It is just like our old theme song used to be. It describes their show and all their quirky nuances of being a married couple. She really hates him. It's really true. Why did she marry this jackass Jew? Some people say that opposites attract, but this seems more like a suicide pact. He's totally sober. She's not that drunk. He's really old and she's got some spunk. He's totally holy as an asinine bomb and she's just a little less dumb. She really hates him. It's really true. But somewhere deep down, she loves him too. All right, a couple of things I want to point out in this song. Okay. One is the shoehorning of the phrase, some people say that opposites attract, but this seems more like a suicide pact. 
That was not going to fit into a song lyric, especially with this melody. Some people say that opposite is right, but he's like... It's like, holy shit, guys, calm down. You're trying to put way too many syllables into that phrase right there. I'm just curious. I want to know who did that. Like, who did that? I I don't care. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Why do you want to know who did that? Because it was well-produced. You want to know curious. what their Patreon is? No. I'm, well, no. That was the only well-produced thing on the whole podcast. <laughs> That's true. There was actually some preparation that went into right. that. Maybe that got recorded back when they were on Sirius. What's interesting about that song is that for some reason on this comedy show that's all about how they have a, a bad marriage, like even the graphic for the show is Bonnie holding a pillow over like a sleeping rich and she's like about to murder him in his sleep. Okay. I didn't. What'd you think? They were having a pillow fight. What'd you think that meant? I didn't pay that close attention, but that's not what I thought. What did you think? I'm curious. I didn't notice she was holding a pillow. (laughs) I just saw her face and his face. You just thought she was staring at him sleeping. I didn't pay attention. Like I said, (laughs) she's not your cat. She's not just staring at him while he's sleeping. (laughs) So, the whole premise of the show is that I can't believe I married this ass hat and I have to put up with them. And then at the end of that song, they have to cap it off with, but deep down she loves him. Like, where did that come from? Well, I hope so. What am They're I married? What am I watching an Adam Sandler movie? It's got to end with like this fucking feel good. It didn't make any sense to me at all. I've, I've seen their stand up. There's none of that element of it. This show had none of that element. They were never like, all right, let's just let bygones be bygones. We love each other. But for some reason, that song had that stupid payoff at the end. Made zero sense. Yeah. All right. Jen, you have uh, one more clip on the board. Yes, I do. Do you want me to play it? Sure. Well, I sit here and I listen to you and I think, God, this is awful. This is, this is really bad. Yep. <laughs> That's just... Part of, again, her self-deprecation, doesn't like the podcast. The amount of times they talked about how she hated that podcast, I don't know why she does it. I really don't. Check out the big brain on Brad. <laughs> You're a smart motherfucker, that's right. Yeah. It's not a good show. She should mm-hmm. be ashamed of it. She should be embarrassed. It wasn't fun to listen to. They had nothing going on. Show up with a little bit of prep. Like, I'm looking at you right now, Jen. You have three pages of notes in front of you. I do. Now, I don't know if any of this is insightful or interesting. (laughs) I'm assuming it's not. Probably not. But you showed up at the last minute because of our friend Kevin, who decides (laughs) that work's more important than WATP. So misguided, Kevin. You show up. You have notes. You have an agenda, things you want to say. That's what you do on a podcast. These dummies are talking about their dryer lint. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Well, I won't be listening to it again. I guess my point is anyone who records a podcast with his wife should be shot. Let's move on. (laughs) It's time for everyone's favorite new segment. Opie Radio. All right. (laughs) This week, we're actually going to go back to episode 23 again. Last week, we talked about episode 23 called Your Mother, where he goes to Mike Pichetti's house on Staten Island. And we played a lot of the conversations going on around meeting all of his family, walking around the house, looking at Mike's toys, a lot of boring nonsense. I listened to about the first 50 minutes of the show and I couldn't take it anymore. Turns out there was a lot of great content coming up that I didn't get to. Ah. And it's interesting to note that I happened to be watching the Chip Chipperson podcast on YouTube the other night. I know. And at the end of it, YouTube will bring up suggested podcasts to play. This clip from this show came up from Opie. He put it up on YouTube. It's like a 23-minute long clip. It's gotten 20,000 views so far or so. I saw that and I said, oh, this is interesting. I probably should talk about this. And then I got a note from Brett who said, I was disappointed when you guys didn't cover the most cringeworthy part of the show where Opie asked loaded questions to his guest co-hosts for 23 minutes and they wash his balls. I've never heard someone with less self-awareness. 
He says it might be a little bit inside for non-ONA fans, but uh, it will come across. It's actually very, very interesting. Even if you're not an ONA fan, you don't know all of the relationships and things. I thought that there were clips on here definitely worth talking about because the guy who is Mike Bassetti's co-host on their podcast is a big ONA fan, and he gets right into it. He asks some very poignant questions about how everything went down, and Opie's answers are very telling. Interesting. Have you listened to this podcast at all? Mm-hmm. Episode 23? No, I have okay. not. All right. First off, uh, the intro to that, for some reason, because this is overly produced by Westwood One, they have to tell you that they're going to ask Opie questions and that he actually answers them. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. Joey, take it away. I'm at Mike Bichetti's house. When we return, the table turns on our host as Bichetti's friend Sal goes into full Rupert Pumpkin mode. He steers the episode in a completely different direction and begins dredging up the past as he looks for definitive answers to unlock the real mysteries of the universe. Well, the O&A universe. Opie rolls with it. Now, I realize it's pathetic that us ONA fans are still obsessed with a show that's been off the air for five years. And we still, that's all we could talk about. It's all we're interested in is how things went down and what people think about this person and that person. But this show finally gets interesting an hour in. I didn't even get that far because he's talking to, there's a fucking chihuahua barking in the background. They're in the backyard talking about Wi-Fi passwords. Like, who could possibly get this far into a fucking show? I don't know. I listened to last week's episode that you did, and I was having a hard time getting through that segment. It's terrible. Well, EBWATP specifically, I agree. It's not good either. (laughs) So, I keep saying fucking so. That is not a good word to use when I'm trying to segue things. Just stop doing that. Stop doing it. That's my crutch, you know? I mean, (laughs) you know? We all have one. Here is, finally, the Opie show gets interesting. He's talking to this guy, Sale. Sale has a neck tattoo, and Opie's asking him about it. Oh, so it was a full neck tattoo. It just said the word, but it was a lot darker. It's so stupid, right? What was the word? It says free, Opie. Yeah! He's a badass, though. (laughs) I I just love looking at your reaction on that. The guy's explaining what he had. He had a tattoo on his neck that said free. And Opie goes, yeah! And then fucking Mike steps all over it, which pisses me off. I wanted that ISO. I wanted the full, yeah, but Mike stepped on us. Now all I have is, yeah. I bet you anything, if you just listen a little more, you could get another one of those. Holy shit. That is so enraging. It's the opposite of natural conversation. Maybe that is his natural conversation. Because he's an awkward dude who does not actually connect with people in real life. You're correct. You're correct. In fact, I have... Proof of that later on in the show. This guy does not make actual personal connections with people. He doesn't know how to be a human. He's very odd. He's very odd. All right. Let's get into a clip where they're setting up the discussion. This one's a little bit of a longer clip, but there's a lot of interesting tidbits that I want to get into in here. All kidding aside, I uh, I was devastated when uh, they let me go. It's serious. No, the mo- no, more devastating is that... I, I, can, I can go, I can, for an hour at least, I could name people that are national headliners now and bigger people are on TV, all the movies, the millionaires themselves now that just fucking went, what do you turn mean? their back on you. They're like, you know, not like, only, oh, the- he don't have this, bad mouth, or saying all kinds of fucking nonsense and stuff, right? And you know what? I yeah, hate what, this what, what do you think so much sometimes. What do you think that's about, Mike? Because, look, I'm not completely innocent, obviously. We all have our our issues, and we've done things to people. So, all right, fair enough. So some of the stuff, you know, is justified. But why do you think that, like, so many people have now decided they have to stab me in the back and talk shit about me now that I don't have this big radio show? So Mike Bassetti says, <laughs> what's going on here? All these people are talking shit about you, and it's because... You used to be a big deal, but now they can't get anything from you because you don't have a big show anymore. They're talking shit. And Opie's like, oh, yeah, I like this guy. What <laughs> What is the deal with that? I don't know. I like your angle. Yeah, exactly. Opie's thought process and Mike Bichetti, for whatever reason, probably because Opie came to his house, their thought process is people are just being dicks because people are just dicks in general. And they were using Opie all along because they had a radio show and he could help their career. But I think what's really interesting to note is how Opie 
takes that information about all these people who have turned their back on him or have talked shit about him and listen to the words he says when he when he tries to make sense of why this has happened. Because, look, I'm not completely innocent, obviously. We all have our, our issues and we've done things to people. So, all right, fair enough. So some of the stuff, you know, is justified. Opie says he's been in therapy. He's talked about this a number of times. He's working on himself. He's in therapy. He's helped him become a better person. And he says, you know, I've done my share of things. I, I have some fault in this. But that is where that whole conversation ends. And I've seen zero evidence that he's actually become a better person at all. In fact, right after that, he gets into this whole thing where all of his friends are assholes. So it's safe to say a lot of those relationships I had over the years were, were not real, huh? It depends who it is. It was, re- it was real because I had the big show and then the show goes away. I, I really have found out who my true friends are. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I found out what a lot of these people are made of. Isn't that interesting? The show goes away, and now it turns out that everyone's an asshole but me. Right. If you look around and you think every single person in the world is a bad person except for you, guess what? You're the problem. Right. Because it doesn't matter that you used to have a big show and now you don't. When you make relationships and and strong relationships with people, they remain your friend. Because people don't necessarily become friends with people who can help them in life. That's just not how the world works. No. Most There's people... some of that going on for sure. Well, sure, in a professional setting, but not in a personal setting. I want to go back to when we did the first review of Opie Radio. Rick Delgado, who was a producer of the Opie and Anthony show from 98 to 2002, wrote in and said, Bravo, your take on Opie Radio. Thank you for listening so I didn't have to. And uh, he says, holy shit, you were so dead on. Um, He wrote, uh, I know Ant already plugged you guys, and I'll be sharing with a few of the others who, as you mentioned, worked for the show but hate that shit dick Opie. Everyone from that show dislikes Opie because he was an asshole to people. And Opie has transformed this. Even though he's in therapy, he's becoming a better person. He's transformed this in his head to, well... Everyone's shown their true colors. They're all dickheads. Like, no, you treat people like shit. They put up with you because they had to. And now they don't have to. They're like, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Which is, I'm sure, what they wanted to be saying all along. This is him right after he talks about how everyone's an asshole who he used to be friends with. And they showed their true colors. He does have to explain that he does still have friends, though. And and I found out what a lot of these people are made of. I still have plenty of uh, friends. Have you ever heard a 50-something-year-old man have to explain that he still has plenty of friends? <laughs> that is so sad right there. And he stumbles on the word friends. And I don't think this is trivial to point out. He tries to say the sentence, I still have plenty of friends. And he starts the word friends with a P, so I'm not sure what he's trying to say. But listen to this. I still have plenty of uh, friends. He couldn't even say the sentence, I still have plenty of friends, without his brain going, wait, what? What did we say? I don't think this is right. All I know is that Opie was an asshole, and this guy Sale asked him point blank, everyone's saying that you were an asshole. Is that true? And here's Opie's response to that. Was any of the shit true, like, um, that you were just always an asshole behind the scenes? You know, as a fan, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I unfortunately uh, played the role of boss. So that comes with a lot of uh, tough things right. you got to do. I, I, I hired most of the people. I had to fire most of the people. I had to deal with everyone's issues at, at, uh, at, at SiriusXM. Were you an asshole? Opie doesn't say no. He goes, well, I was the boss. Well, I know a lot of bosses that aren't assholes. I happen to run a company. I'm the boss of everyone. I'm not an asshole. People enjoy working for me and with me. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense that it's... Well, the reason why they hate me is because I was the one who had to make decisions. We should still be nice to people. But also, when he said he was dealing with people's issues or whatever, didn't he just sit there playing Sudoku during most of the broadcast? I think it was Candy Crush. Well, there's Candy Crush. You could hear Candy Crush playing in the background from Bleed from his mic. But there was also Sudoku. Oh, my God. I know. He's he's had to work so hard going to all the meetings and dealing with people's issues. I'm not 
trying to downplay what he did because he worked hard and achieved much. He did. Right? Correct. But then something turned in him and he he doesn't have any loyalty from any of these people. So something happened. If he was a nice guy, he'd still have all his friends. Something must have happened right. because all of the people who were the talent on those shows talk shit about him. Right. Curious. And then when he explains, because Sales asking a lot of really direct questions. These guys are saying this. What's up with that? And Opie, to his credit, is not just lying through his teeth as usual. He's taking a little bit of the blame. Yeah, okay, I, I you know, I, I had to do this, I had to do that. But this, I thought, was a funny explanation for his bad behavior. So, uh, yeah. It's like you've been an Asian, a manager. Uh, well, some of it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, and some of it was, certainly some of it was true, but also it's based on very, very old information. I realized. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When these guys say I'm an asshole and I was terrible to work with, it's true. But that's based on old information. Still information. That's information. Not incorrect. <laughs> He's not saying that that's wrong. He's just saying that that's older. Well, yeah, that's that's how we know about people's personality over the years from old information. History. That's how that works. Right. I didn't like working with that guy. What are you basing that on? Old information. <laughs> well, then why are we even talking about it? <laughs> and he explains that he used to be a dick because he had anger issues. I realized a long time ago that I kind of had an anger problem. Like I would be frustrated with people around me and I would yell and, yell and scream. Who doesn't? Thank you. But I would yell and scream to try to get my way and, and try to get my point across. Realize when you do that, even though you, you know you're right with what you're saying, uh, no one's going to listen to you. They think you're a complete and utter asshole. So this guy is describing a personality disorder. Mm-hmm. He's doing it in plain English. He knows he was right and he would yell and scream at people but then he, what the thing he learned was not how to have a productive conversation, understand the other person's point of view, try to come to a compromise. No, none of that. What he learned was when you yell at people, they think you're an asshole, so you shouldn't yell at people. But you are right, and they're wrong, and you need to use a different way to get your point across. And this, again, is him explaining that you can't yell. He learned you can't yell at people. But he's obviously not addressing the underlying issue of why he wants to yell at people in the first place. Honestly. No, I, I should finish that, though. So then I knew that was one of my issues. I've worked on a lot of my issues over the years. And uh, I'm like, you can't yell at anyone anymore. No, Everyone just looks at you like you're a complete and utter asshole. It's just so, a projection of, of so, what you're going through. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's like, that's really old news the days when I, I was kind of, uh, you know, an asshole. And that's the funny thing. In Opie's mind, I don't think he listens directly to what Anthony is saying or some of these other people. I think he's hearing about it third hand. Probably. But he's saying that what they're complaining about is he used to yell at people. That's not what they're complaining about at all. Opie was actually the opposite of that. He was just being a uh, passive aggressive douche. He wasn't being nice to people. He wasn't making eye contact. When he was pissy with someone, he wouldn't talk to them or look at them for weeks at a time. When the contract negotiations would come up, he would hold everyone hostage and no one knew if they were going to have a job next week because he was like holding out to re-sign. When everyone else was just like, let's just sign a five-year deal or a 10-year deal. Let's just get this locked up. This is a sweet gig. Opie was the guy who was ruining it for everyone and keeping everyone stressed out all the time. But in his mind, he's going, they complain that I used to yell, but I stopped doing that. No, you are an asshole. You are an asshole. Whether you're yelling at people or you're just being a passive-aggressive douche, there's no difference. It's still you. It's still your attitude that's the problem. <sighs> this is this is where you start to check out. No, I'm not checking out. It gets, too, just, it gets too, to be too much. It's just, it's very intense. All right. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll calm it down. This is... Um, <laughs> Don't calm it down on my account. This is Opie explaining that he was the odd man out when it came to Opie, Anthony, and Jimmy Norton. And and I'll admit this today, too. Like, when you have three guys, you're going to have two that are tighter. And I was definitely the odd man out. Right, sometimes. Because Jimmy and Ant got really close yeah. and bonded. And, uh, you know, maybe at that point, you know, they should have just kind of moved on and done their own thing. Is that an unbelievable statement? Those two got along with each other. Because they weren't dicks, and they were both funny, and so they enjoyed each other's company. Right. And Opie, in his mind, says, well, then why don't they just move on and do their own thing? Could you imagine if Ringo Starr felt that way? 
you know, it got to the point where John and Paul were just writing all the songs. I wasn't even part of that thing. They should have just fucking done their own thing and done the, the John and Paul band. Like, Opie, you were part of the Opie and Anthony show. You were the Ringo star of the Opie and Anthony show. Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy it. You're a fucking mediocre talent uh. with Anthony and Jim. Why are you fucking loving that? Instead, he hated it. He hated that he wasn't the biggest fucking star in the band. He wasn't Paul McCartney. So he eventually got to a point where he was off on his own and he brings in talent such as Sherrod Small and Vic Henley and he gets fired and, the, you know, the rest is history, obviously. Right. But I just thought that was so funny. These guys are our buddies, so they should have just done their own thing. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. You guys were all part of this together. It doesn't matter what your personal relationships were. Well, obviously it does. For him, For obviously him. it does. But this was a professional show where you showed up and made a big paycheck to put on a show. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee that nobody at Fox liked Bill O'Reilly. And yet for 12 years or however long that guy was on fucking TV, making millions of dollars for everyone, everyone just showed up and did their fucking job. It wasn't like they were going to birthday parties on the weekends with each other. Oh, certainly not. And then Opie explaining that he will give credit, but he doesn't say I'll give credit where credit is due, which is what you should do. When me and Anthony started, and he literally didn't know anything about this business, he was a quick learner and really knows what he's doing. Uh, you know, I'll give I'll give props when it when it's necessary, but I'll give props when it's necessary. He's literally saying, "I'll give credit when I have no choice," because <laughs> words matter. He goes, "I'll give props when it's necessary." No, I'll give credit where credit is due. Anthony was a quick. Study, he learned the business, he's really good at it. No, he, he can't say that. I know, I'm nitpicking a little bit. Well. But I want to get back into this. I mean, Opie's no wordsmith, so. I want to get back to this thing where he has to say that, well, there are people who deserted me and, you know, they're, they're no longer my friends and I found out who these people really are. This is a guy who's supposed to be working on himself in therapy they're complaining about how he was behind the scenes, and this is his response. But uh, I heard Jim Norton say something one day. He said, you know, Opie wasn't saying things on the air about it, but that's why a lot of stuff never came out, out about how he was behind the scenes. Um, so what, I'm not going to... But Jimmy was no treat behind the scenes. Anthony was no treat behind the scenes. Sure. They know. This is a guy who's working on himself. He's just pointing fingers. This guy goes, it turned... It, it, these guys are saying that you were an asshole. They had to walk on Greg shells behind the scenes. And Opie's response isn't, I definitely handled things incorrectly. I've learned from that, which would be an adult response. Or he could rebut it completely, which at this point would be tough because it's well documented. Right. He's a fucking asshole. Instead, he goes, those guys were also dicks. That guy's a dick and so is that guy. Where are we going with that argument? Oh, boy. That's where you're... All right. I want to point out that Opie, Greg Hughes is a professional broadcaster. It's what he's done his entire life. He sure is. And I listen to a lot of podcasts that aren't professional broadcasters. And I point out the flaws in their broadcasting. But Opie, that's going to be tough. Because he doesn't have those verbal crutches. He doesn't have things where he says, I mean... You know, the fact is, I mean, I don't want to go, I don't want to, I mean, we already went into the mud, but I mean, you know, the fact is, <laughs> oh wait, no, he does. He's terrible. The only other clip that I want to play from episode 23 of OP Radio is Mike Bassetti. He does say something that I totally agree with. And this is coming from a guy who once had Twitter try to get him fired. I hate the social media because Twitter, Reddit, Facebook are full of fucking morons and assholes that are fucking Twitter warriors, you know what I mean? I'm with you on that. And when I say this is coming from a guy, I'm talking about me, of course. <laughs> Fun stuff. Uh, that's all I have on the Opie segment for this week. Jen, anything to add? I just, I'm really glad that I didn't have to listen to the podcast, yeah, the Opie you, podcast. You should be. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about a recent review. We've been getting a lot of positive reviews lately, which is weird. Not used to that. That is weird. A lot of positive reviews lately. I want to read one that came in from The Night Prowler on July 22nd, titled Pure Garbage. <laughs> and The Night Prowler <laughs> says... sure this is good? He, he says, These guys are nothing but misogynist, alt-right shitlords with nothing better to do than criticize other people's podcasts. 
I'd never miss an episode. Five stars all the way. Oh, that's nice. That's what we're talking about. Shit all over us. Give us a positive five-star review. As long as the stars are five, we can hopefully overcome the 282 one-star reviews wow. that we currently have on the show from a lot of butthurt podcast hosts over the years. There's uh, been a lot of them. I still get people finding us. The uh, host of Joe on Joe, which was a G.I. Joe podcast we reviewed back in like episode 11 or something like that. I was like say, wasn't that like in the single digits? Yeah, it was years ago. Yeah, it might have been episode seven. I don't know. Years ago. And he just finally found our podcast and sent me a shitty note like, oh, fuck you guys kind of thing. Meanwhile, dude, you do a G.I. Joe podcast. You don't think someone's going to make fun of you? No. Well, really? Put it out there. You I'm just know. I'm just telling you what your friends are saying behind your back. <laughs> you know, that that's my job is just put it out there. All right, Jen, what else do we have to talk about? Anything else interesting going on? I don't know. How's the uh, dryer going? Oh, well, well, I got to check the lint trap, I guess. Yeah, lint trap's going okay. Typically, what we would do at this stage of the show is we would play that thing. Oh, you're not going to play it? We're not going to do that this week, and I'll tell you why. It's a weird week this week. Next weekend, we're taking off. My band has a big show, the Isotopes, and then we're traveling to New York City to be on the Anthony Cumia show. What? I know. So we have a busy, busy weekend, busy week. So we're taking next week off. And I decided we do something totally different. I'm not going to commit to a fucking show that I have to do two weeks from now when I have no idea who the co-host is going to be and what's going to be out there. I'm just going to not even tickle your balls with a feather this week. Wow. I know. Have you been in therapy? (laughs) Obviously not. (laughs) I'm not going to tease people. I'm going to expect that they show up and listen when we come back live. Well, not live. Podcasts are rarely live. <laughs> live. All of it's bad. None of it's good. <laughs> when we come back in two weeks with a new show, I should say, I'm expecting that people will want to show up and find out what we have to say because it's very likely to be a victory lap. There's probably going to be a lot of licking our own balls. Ew. Yep. Yep. A lot of that. A lot of feathers up our asses. A lot of things. <laughs> so gross. A lot of things to celebrate. All the amazingness that was our appearance on the Anthony Cumia show. Or if I don't talk about it ever again, it's because we got bumped or <laughs> we got just, or we bombed miserably. Or maybe Anthony just roasted us the whole time and was never a fan. And this was all a setup. There's a lot of different scenarios where I just pretend this never happened. And I go back to this show and edit all this part out. And we just pretend none of this ever happened. <laughs> well, you do know how to edit things, so... Jen, you don't have to live with that. I got to tell you, it is time to wrap things up. We have a ween show to get to tonight. Yeah. With that said, we hope that you join us again in two weeks because it might be the episode where we find out once and for all who are these podcasts. Sleep well, every pony. Parting in the mush pits of morning radio. This dude is fucking corny. these podcasts i don't know i don't get it makes no sense
That makes me proud. I know. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I think there's a lot of new listeners who don't know why Jen is Jen from the Jingles Department. Now, well, in that case, I want you to play the first one. That's my favorite one. What was what was the first one? The Goldfinger. Oh, right. And I should mention that there was a review we got early on that said we were a couple of guys just slapping their bags on the couch. I know. And that's how we got the moniker of the Bag Slappers. Whoever that guy was. Still one of my favorite reviews of all times. Yeah, I think I wrote the lyric touching their foreskin in order to shoehorn in Carl and Kevin like that rhyme. He was disappointed. And you didn't like it. You didn't like that I wrote that line. And then Kevin goes, what are we talking about foreskin for? I'm like, Kevin, come on, help me out here. We're trying to work in the name of the people on the show. Let's not pretend that you're the only one writing jingles and recording jingles around here. Let's not forget about this one. (laughs) (laughs) This is my masterpiece. Rape jokes. Uh, that one, <laughs> I swear. That's uh, a fun one, right? <sighs> yes. We can all agree Real on that. Fun. We can all agree on that. All right, Jen. I feel like we did not. I did not do a great job of explaining this Opie, dissecting this Opie shit. I thought you were very clear. You really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. It was very odd, the way he was responding to this person. With this, I was an asshole, but fuck those guys. They just don't like me anymore because I don't have a big show. Mm. It's a weird angle. It made me sad. Everything makes you sad. Well, I'm sad. We're doing a comedy show. He's so disillusioned, though. He's insane. All right. A lot of people are insane. Mm, Most of them are homeless, so he's doing pretty well for himself. That's true. He's the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Time to quit talking.